Welcome, Welcome to Art with. <laughs> Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. This week's this artist. This week's episode, we spoke to art writer Emma Kate Wilson about how she got into the industry. And there's lots of great stuff in there for artists about being professional, um, how to write an art statement, um, things like that, which is its important side of being an artist, which I struggle with. So it was great to find out from Emma all about that stuff. So um, thank you, Emma, for talking to us and happy listening. Bye. Um, So let's start. You write about art, design, culture. That's your job. Um, It sounds very exciting to us um, because... I am really bad at writing and Fiona's pretty good at writing, but I read a lot. But anyway, I find it very hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. Anyway, so you've written for so many different publications. Um, what do you love about your job? Um, yeah, I guess just the diversity of it is just amazing. Like you have no idea who you're going to be speaking to. And when I first started, I had no idea how far it would take me. So it's just been such a roller coaster doing it like you just kind of yeah like some of the people I've got to speak to just like oh <laughs> I'll, I'll like jump on a call I'm like is this really happening and I've got to like pull myself into line so yeah well, we, do that too, we do that we yeah. do that we're like oh my god I can't believe we're speaking to this artist or in their studio it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it is quite a privilege isn't it yeah, definitely. Mm, it is, definitely. So how yeah. do you get into it? Speaking of getting into it, how did you start writing? Yeah, well, I mean, I always liked writing when I was a teenager, but more, never really about art. So um, it was only, I started my art theory degree and I met somebody at uni who ran the student paper and she was just like, the best way to get into it is just to start. So yeah. it kind of, I, I didn't even know when I did that degree, like I kind of had an idea about the different job roles you could do with that degree. Yeah. And I liked all of them. Um, and then art writing, I just started and it just stuck pretty much. That's, that's how I describe yeah, it, is it just awesome. stuck. It, because it's so difficult within the arts, I think, um, for young people to see that there is a career that can pay mm. the bills and put food on the table. I, you, know, do you know what I mean? I think so much of the arts is is kind of um, seen as not the job that you'd go into if you don't want to be skint. Mm. So it's great that you, you know, there are sectors of the arts world where you can make a living. Emma's (laughs) Emma's looking at me and saying, I don't make no money. (laughs) (laughs) No, you definitely can. Like this is, that is actually the thing that, um so many people said to me when I said I was going to be an art writer and I was going freelance and I even had an old lecturer and I just bumped into her in a gallery and she's like you know there's no money in that yeah well (laughs) I'd already started getting paid by that point so I was kind of like well I think there is and Mm -hmm. I just kind of I mean I've been able to shift as well so um you know doing like social media for artists and helping with writing and then falling into design too and talking to more architects and like the job is just it can just grow however much you want it to grow and I mean I think people who are better at writing could do more copywriting but I think for me like my passion just drives it so 
if I try and write about anything that's not art and design, it's just rubbish. (laughs) I've niched myself so much. I'm like, why did I do this? So when you say you did art theory, like what, What I mean, that's not art history. Like what is art? It pretty much is art history. The year after I uh, enrolled, they changed it to art history and theory. Mm -hmm. So it's just more contemporary art. So, okay. yeah, yeah, pretty much exactly the same, but more contemporary. Like I didn't... And that's a three-year um, yeah. Bachelor of Art. So is yeah. that how... Um, so how do you go about researching for uh, a piece that you're going to write about an artist? Um, I mean, before I... Well, like it, mostly I find about artists like through Instagram. I think yeah. that seems to be like the most common thing at the moment. Um, and then also, like, I do read some magazines and, like, online blogs, but I'll always look them up on social media first. Yeah. That's, like, the first place to check. And then um, I'll just Google and just read and read and yeah. read and read. And yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what we do to research yeah. for people. We website, we otherwise, yeah. if we know something about them, but... Um, yeah, I Instagram. think Instagram's a great first base, isn't it, to start mm. because you know that that's current yeah. and you know you can get, I think you can get quite a good understanding of somebody from their Instagram, whether mm. it's a real, you know. Because it's yeah. a mix of personal and yeah. Um, but you can get business. Yeah, I think you can get a bit of a vibe of what kind of artist they are from the way they present themselves. Or yeah, media. well, that's it. I actually think yeah. it's more about the vibe. Like some people yeah. go on their Instagram and it's like, you know, it can be really well curated and, you know, it's very yeah. polished and that's, that tells you one thing Absolutely. and then another bit can, um, you know, it can be very organic and that's a whole nother thing about it. But I don't know, I think for an artist having a website that's got all your press on it and, you know, like a kind of sturdy statement is really helpful. Like that's yeah, just, I agree. It's yeah. hard to keep it updated, though, I think. I, I know. Like, yeah, I do get that. Because I think they, the they become outdated so quickly. And unless mm. you're savvy at that kind of thing, which a lot of people are, mm. you kind of need to be nowadays, mm. um, it's best to outsource it, I think. If you can't do it, outsource it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you um, end up... Well, you don't want an, um, everything to be 10 years old on your website, do you? Especially if you're Ooh, no. a no contemporary artist. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you worked in art galleries and some like institutions yeah like whilst you were doing art theory or after and that would have been very helpful i'd imagine with what you're doing now writing about like how the inner workings Mm. of the art world work yeah i think so and you're having conversations you're meeting people like it is really helpful so i did my internship at carriage works so i was there yeah i love that space I don't yeah. think it's used enough though. No, it doesn't. It's actually primarily an event space. Yeah. So yeah. like I, yeah, while I was there, I realized, and that's actually like the biggest thing about art being successful is having that two sides. Like you've got to be able to manage that. I think if you want to succeed, cause you need to make income, like it's just not viable otherwise. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, they do mostly events and, I mean, every single art exhibition they put on is just incredible. I oh, think for that space, like, yeah. so yeah, that was really exciting. Um, and then I also I volunteered at First Draft for a long time. Do you guys know First Draft? No, um, that's a really cool one. So that's in um, Woolloomooloo. Oh. It's kind of like behind the art gallery of New South Wales. So you yeah. kind of go out the back 
like you know there's I don't oh, know yeah. if you know but there's like some um, playing yeah fields yeah yeah kind of just like behind yeah. there yeah what is it like a an exhibition space yeah so it's artist run you'd say they have like a direct board of directors and they're generally like artists or writers curators um, and that changes every two years so it's really interesting to look at past directors and see what where they've gone in their career Mm. um but they have they have exhibitions there with people then who go on to be huge names so that's a good emerging art space yeah yeah I was there for most of my degree and I just that was amazing because you're speaking to the artists every time they're in there and it's every month and there's four spaces so Mm. yeah a lot of exposure continuing on from that like is there Mm. anything that you've seen through talking to artists through your writing that seems to be a common thread in what makes an artist more successful than others yeah well I mean that is a huge like what I was thinking about when you said with the question um like if you don't have a business brain as an artist I think there's only so far you can go and it is or if you're prepared to you know pay somebody to do it for you because like I know artists who you know, it's a real shame. The opportunities will come up and they'll just go. Because if you don't have that, um, and it's definitely not drive. I think it is just organisational. Mm. Like even knowing how to send emails, like it's, mm. that can be a tricky thing. So yeah, I think definitely being able to have a little bit of just, I don't know the right word for it. But yeah, like prof- yeah. Professionalism is what Amber Cresswell-Bell said to us. She, that's mm. what she believes. And I, I think she's right in that you've got to know how to mm. present yourself. The kind of the days of the sort of like the dizzy kind of wafty artist have gone. You can't yeah. really, that doesn't wash anymore. You've got to be prepared. Mm. But if you can't do it, then you outsource it. It's mm. got to be the only way because, you know, or if you're not interested in doing it, then definitely yeah. outsource it. If the artist is taking themselves seriously, then yeah. other people will. And it's nice. it really, that's what it comes down to. And I just think that because of social media, there are so many people who can kind of put themselves out there. And um, yeah, I was thinking about another question then, like thinking about in Australia, like it's such a small world, you know, like I'll do interviews with people and I'm like, oh, your partner's that person. And then your gallerist is that person. Like, it's just, yeah, it is a small world. Everybody's related over here. Yeah. Um, it is. It's very incestuous, I think, the art world. In oh, Australia. it's so funny when you figure out a connection, you're like, oh, how do you, what? Yeah, everyone, yes. everybody knows each other. You, you've got to be careful what you say, otherwise you might be pissing <laughs> off somebody's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's a, it also feeds into a really interesting conversation about art criticism. So I think in Australia, because there is so much interconnectedness, yeah. it can be hard to have that level of critique, which I think is really useful for artists. Mm. But I mean, you kind of, then you're like, well, who's going to do that? Cause I don't, I like, I like speaking to artists I like. So then it's hard, you know, it's like this conversation, like how do you begin the critique? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Have you ever been in that position where like, I don't know, like you're, do you find it hard to be uh, positive, positive yeah. or really, really honest with some people's work or do you, for depending on the publication have to sort of glaze over that a bit yeah oh gosh it really I mean I feel like especially after COVID when you know the 
reviews I was doing a lot more exhibition reviews and obviously with COVID they shut down and publications weren't getting advertising from galleries so it was almost like I feel like I haven't done any proper criticism for a long time now Mm. actually um and it is like that's kind of I think as an art writer that's what you want to do because you really are looking at things in depth and it's good for the artist too you know they need to know how they can definitely well in the food industry you wouldn't have a restaurant critic writer you know going to um you know write a piece on a restaurant without giving positive uh, Mm. not positive um with constructive criticism it's it 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 goes hand in hand i think Mm. it's all part and parcel you you can't be gushy about everything you've got to and and it's it's perfectly okay i think for Mm. people to say i don't like that do you have to be careful not to put your own personal preference in things um i don't know you can't take it out can you yeah you know like if you really don't like someone's work but you you know you have to be i suppose objective and and look at the the other things about it that someone else might like yeah Mm. yeah it's interesting and also i mean i did a recent piece i'm not sure i want to say who the artist is so i might just admit that yeah and i the more i researched their work and kind of spent more time with it the more I began to understand it and saw it in a different way and that was really good it was a good lesson for me actually because that often that's often yeah. happened to me I will see something have a gut reaction perhaps do some reading perhaps see more work or even meet the artist mm. and completely swing around because all of a sudden it falls into place mm. and makes sense or it moves you and you mm. go Fuck me, I thought completely the opposite, but now yeah. I get it. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, sometimes. Well, I think I, it has to be in context, doesn't it? Like, you know, <laughs> seeing one piece in a magazine is very different than seeing the previous 20 years work yeah. that got to that point. And you mm. have to be careful not to judge it from, you know, without seeing the other work. Mm. Yeah, and spending enough time. I mean, what do you think, um, Emma? I reckon that we don't, no, none of us, even us our addicts, don't spend enough time looking. We live in this frenetic world where mm. perhaps we judge things too quickly. So, mm. you know, you think that, you know, we all know how long it takes to create that. I think the average time is 23 seconds or something that someone mm. spends looking at a piece, which is yeah. nothing when you think yeah. about it. You know. No, and it's interesting. I think that as well about sometimes when I write something, and I'll put so much research into it and I'll spend, you know, sometimes like a couple of months really yeah. developing an idea, writing it, and then it's out and it's gone. And it's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I'm like, that took so much energy to get to that point. And it's like, what happens after that? Exactly. So, yes. And then you hear people yeah. skim read. I never, I only learned this the other day that apparently if you read the central column of a book, you can read it quicker. And I'm like, somebody has spent... <laughs> slaved over this why would you yeah. read <laughs> yeah <That's> so funny <laughs> well um what like as i said i f- i find it quite hard. i mean i can write but not not really um but what advice would you give to artists who are trying to articulate their work for things like art statements for mm. prizes for their websites and have you read any any do you know any artists that really 
you think are really killing it with that, like on their websites or statements that you've read, that's a good example? Yeah, well, I mean, I think when I, yeah, with that question, I think that um, the biggest advice I would get is, I don't I think it's hard to be objective about your work as an artist. Yeah. And I think getting a second opinion to come in and chat yeah. to them and they can pull out ideas. I mean, that's what I do. Like I help artists write statements. So, and it can be really useful to have somebody else kind of pull out ideas for you and see through things in your work that maybe you haven't seen before. So, I mean, even if you're not prepared, like if you don't, if it's just something small, having somebody else read it is huge because they might even be able to look at work and the writing and compare. Yeah, maybe people who have galleries, because that's what gallerists will do as well. You know, they'll help them, um, they'll put like a statement together. Do you, is there, is there like a, um, a, not a model, but is there like a sort of short um, kind of way of starting? Like, do you think it's good to have a quote or do you think it's good to speak in the third person or, you know, like really trying to break it down to... Yeah, I think, there... yeah, speaking in the third person is definitely like a good place to start. Um, I'm just trying to think how I would lay out when I write them. But I think it's good to, you know, start with a bit of a where you've come from, yeah. what education you've done, yeah. and then start to talk about the process, talk about the visuals, talk about the concepts. They're yeah. kind of like the three key things that you need to discuss. Mm. Um, and then also, like, I think artists forget this sometimes, but like the, there's something that's driving the work, you know, something there's like that little... Like whatever yeah. that is, it's and it's unique to every artist, pretty yeah. much. Like you know, I don't really ever hear the same answer. Yeah, it's what lights yeah. your individual fire, isn't it? Yeah, it's what, what makes you turn up every day to the studio is what are you chasing? I guess mm. it's mm. it's why do you do it? Mm. I think you're right. That is unique to every artist, and um, yeah, that's true. I think that's what makes us different. Even you know, two mm. artists that will be painting a similar. Um, theme for one of a word, better word to describe mm. it can still be driven by completely different things yeah and it's because I guess we are all different like nobody is the are. same person and I mean that's really what I love about my job is hearing people's stories and where they've come from and that's exactly what it is it's stories yeah. I really believe this I think that we've all got a story to tell and within the arts some we... more than others Fiona shut up I love that <laughs> She's always been mean to me, Emma. She's because I talk too much. Right. But I think that I think that's where the arts is is amazing. Whether it's dance, drama, written word, visual arts, we're all telling a story. Yeah, I was just thinking of something else then with the story. Um, Go on, Emma. I did. Go on. I do this a lot. <laughs> My brain just like shuts down. I'm like, uh. <laughs> little post-it notes and you can just squeeze <laughs> wait I, wait till you have kids emma you yeah. won't remember a bloody yeah. thing well, you, not that you <laughs> won't remember you don't get a chance even to remember no that's true because you get interrupted <laughs> every five minutes so when you get a brief from a publication how does it work do you normally get asked to explore a certain angle or a a mm. um you know perhaps you're reviewing a show or do you have creative freedom do you pitch ideas to publications um yeah so I it's a mix like I'll get assigned things and I also pitch things uh, I also find it really good to have like even just one sentence that yeah is will explain the article um and then I'll use that to keep focusing th 
through the writing and the researching um which is I mean and it's so interesting when you like I've worked with editors before and they'll assign something and straight away if I get a funny feeling about it I, and I can't connect with what that you know one liner is the piece the pieces I really struggle with yeah. so I think at the beginning it's really good to have a clear outline about yeah. I guess it's the same with art as well isn't it, it? Is. Like, Actually, I was about to say it's a bit like commissions you can just yeah mell it right from the start this is not going to go well mm. or the series of work like when I did an online course with Tony Messiah who we're into we've interviewed that will come out later um she was like you 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 have like a bigger picture idea like mm. the outline mm. and you keep coming back to that it can fragment off and all your pieces can have some element of it but yeah. you should you know you need that sort of umbrella yeah something mm. that's holding it together yeah yeah it's interesting and I, I just think that with writing too like there's so much um like there are some times when things just don't work like it's just and you never know when it's going to be like it's so interesting and I'll just sit down about this isn't working like it's mm. yeah, and it's so that, how does that work when you're writing is it that you're that you're struggling to pull the piece together or is it you know, what to write what to write or how do you know you're yeah I don't know it's interesting because I guess that's what writer's block is isn't it like that's yeah. what they refer to it. and it's just like just things don't work the words don't come out like there's yeah. you can't like sometimes I'll, I'll force it this is what I've realized I'll, I'll, if I force it when I read it back it's just I can tell straight away other people can tell so and do you have to write in a certain tone for different publications like is it do you have to sort of change your language because sometimes mm. you know I'm quite well read and reasonably intelligent and I'll read things sometimes and go huh yeah you know like art chat yeah, it's a bit like reading well, a medical journal. You're a bit yeah. Like, well, that's good about your writing, Emma. The the ones that I've read are yeah. very articulate and very understandable. Not flowery, but waffle. but but it's mm. it just it feels like you're not really. Um, it doesn't feel like trying to understand it because it's all there. It's There's all no understandable. Art I like wank it, Emma. with Emma. There's no art wank, which is <laughs> what we like. I hate art wank. Like that is my Why? biggest thing. And then also because I do a lot of architecture writing, architectural whack is like <laughs> abundant. Sometimes I read things, I'm like, what are these words and why are they together? Like, you're just like... And my you husband uh, is a, used to be a land uh, urban designer and worked with a lot of architects. I've been yeah. to a lot of dinners where I've literally sat there going, are they speaking a foreign language? It's yeah, it's amazing. Another amazing. language completely. Yeah. What do you think when you go around art galleries yourself and the wording is particularly flowery wanky. and wanky? Like, <laughs> I just don't think there's any need no. for it. It's, it doesn't no. help. It's interesting. Like, gallery writing is pretty consistent in that, like, what you just said. You know, like, you can guarantee you'll pick something up and you'll be like, I can what? just put, like, a red pen <laughs> through so much of this. Like, it's not not necessary. But I think... Yeah, I think it can be hard for galleries because they're trying to sell too. So, you yeah. know, they're trying to pull out all the stops and it, it, it is different writing again. So mm. it's almost that they feel obliged. That it's almost like it's impressive. It's Yeah. 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 So. so if the language is deeper and more yeah. intricate, then, yeah. then it, you know, the artwork therefore yeah. is, is more <laughs> worth more. If you don't understand it, then it must be good. Yeah. yeah. I, always, I always love the Archibalds when... 
you know, the blurb often doesn't really, it mm. just doesn't mean anything to me. Like I can understand what they're saying, but I'm just like, and like yeah. what, Why? but then you go to the young mm. arches and they've said, I painted yeah. my granny because I love her. I'm like, that's all you needed. <laughs> yeah. that I've got it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But yeah. You, uh, my nanny takes me to the park, yeah. so I. Drew but then her. you don't, you don't want to simplify everything, you know. It, no. it, you don't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be basic, but I, I, it does annoy me where wording is for the one percent, whereas but I think it's, it's word, word should be for everyone. You know? And words for words' sake, it's yeah. What my mother used to call speaking for the benefit. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> Maybe it's a word count, you know. Like yeah. sometimes they're trying to fill a word count. But I don't know, it's interesting. And there's that whole um, conversation about exclusivity in the art world. And I yeah. think there is, there's a certain um, network of artists and curators that will deliberately want to keep it as tight as they can. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's often those people who talk about community and engagement. And But you actually, when you talk to other artists, you're like, this is not achievable for so many people to even understand what you're I I don't know it's these really lofty ideas about um yeah like so much writing I'll read and art exhibitions and it's about like this utopia sort of community and um what word am I looking for like society but then you you know you actually know that group of artists and and it's just like so insular it's Mm. interesting well it's a bit like advertising isn't it because you know no product I've ever bought apart from an electric blanket has ever made me happy uh, apart from a prawn cocktail crisp from Walkers in England but those two but do you know what I mean it's like they're advertising the bigger thing but when they come when you come down to it that's actually not what you're getting no like a can of coke like the diet coke you know, you're not going to get. Yeah, that it's branding it's yeah. not actually. No. You know the no. the essence of it. They're, they're, and that's as you say, galleries are selling. They're advertising mm. the work. So the bigger picture has to be quite dramatic and want to draw you in. But what you get is probably not that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many conversations you can have about the art world, and I think there's like this certain. Um, there's like this lie that kind of runs through a little bit and you know you've kind of got the emerging artists and the artist run spaces and then it tips over into the commercial world and I think there's there's more and more artists now in the commercial world who've come from that other side and it's feeding so you can sort of see yeah you can sort of see like these patterns that are emerging so I think do you think it's possible to cross that do you think um you can go from you know like being a you know sort of lower tier artist um, to becoming one of the big names? Is it possible through hard work, slog and guts to get out there? Or do you need to be part of this elite gang? Is it? Yeah, I think you can. I think you can, especially in Australia. Yeah. You've got, yeah, I think you've just got to um, like apply for more exhibitions and, and yeah. that sort of thing and opportunities and go oh, to... Um, what are they called? Art openings. <laughs> That's how long I've been to an opening. I'm like, what's that thing called? <laughs> yeah. Happened a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember I used... those back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I do think having a degree is useful. Um, yeah. You know, because then you are meeting people, and people in your classes and your lecturers, they could, you know, it's all connections that you meet. Yeah. So it is true. The more people you meet. Well, that's why we started the podcast. One of the reasons was to make connections with, with people all over Sydney because where we live and, and mums, mm. you know, we're older emerging artists that, um, 
you know, where do you, where do you start? So you've got to get yourself out there. Um, so you recently did a project, uh, yeah. some writing called Documenting Art in the Time of Coronavirus, collaborating yeah. with artists and galleries on the Northern Beaches. Um, what do you think has changed for artists during the pandemic, have you noticed? Um, the biggest thing that I noticed is that artists have had more time, um, which has opened up. Like One of the most interesting things I heard from an artist was, he had bought all these canvases for an exhibition that got postponed and then he just had these canvases. So we started experimenting and putting new works together. And I think that really sums it up. Like there's just been a, there's yeah. almost like this space, but then I speak to other artists and they're like, it's just a block, you know, they can't move forward with it. Yeah. So it's gone two ways very much. I mm. think it depends on, like how, but I think the arts, like we're so used to unpredictability. Like it's like, you know, yeah, most definitely. artists don't have a regular. I think no, the, you're right. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the world is caught up with us. I think we normally yeah. live in this kind of bubble of, of lockdown and you know, yeah. now the rest of the world's doing what we were doing. It's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. I know. Well, I said to somebody the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I, I work from home. And they're like, yeah, same. I was like, oh yeah. Everybody does now. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. That's right. But now everyone has an understanding of what working from home is like, which is not always that, that easy no. in a way. There's mm. difficulties with that. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. I think a lot of artists have taken the time to really change things, slow down, ex like you say, experiment. Mm. It's um, it's forced people to, to think a bit differently, which is great. Mm. But yeah, I do think, yeah. I just like, I think that, for some artists, it has been really tough. I think there's also been like, I really want to acknowledge that too. I saw a great thing on Facebook and it's like, we're all in the same storm, but we don't all have the same equipment. No, you we know, don't. Some people don't. have a boat, some people have a canoe, some people don't have anything. So I think, yeah, there's a certain, you know, I think particularly for mums, like that could have been, I think it's been really, really hard for mums. Mm, like even stay at home mums, you know, like the, the parameters have just changed so yeah. much. And also if you're the main breadwinner and you're an artist, mm. whether you're female or male, frightening. Yeah, definitely. And not yeah. so much the visual artists as well, you know, the actors and the mm. all the behind the scenes guys. Musicians, that, yeah. that you never get recognized. You know, they had mm. six, seven months of nothing, absolutely no work yeah. whatsoever. And nobody really knows now nobody's confident that confident in making decisions i guess yeah well i mean yeah this i mean it's out there but there was um carriage works you know they had that they've just opened that big show with all the artists and yeah. um working with artist run spaces to put this big exhibition on and one of the galleries was like oh why don't you use the money you're giving us to actually pay the invoices of the people who you know because they went into what's it called that Beavership? Yeah, or liquidation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so when that happened, all like the casual staffs that were on, they didn't have their invoices paid. So this gallery, they're called Nope. I think it's how you pronounce it. Nob. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nob. I love it. So, yeah, so um, yeah, and they put it on their Instagram. They put this, like the statement Ooh. saying about it. And I was like, I love that. Like if more people could really recognize that and i love it when galleries do things that's like oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah so standing up is carriage works what is it still going yeah i think so I it think is it's really to... confusing isn't it because it's, yeah 
I went to some um, a show there for the Sydney Festival, and then and I can remember thinking as I walked in, I thought this was all mm. fun, you know. I mean, it can't. It just can't. Maybe disappear. it's different people. No, it's I think so. Place. I think they've managed to get um, like private backers. Yeah, which is also another little thing about the Australian art industry is it's yeah. There's a few names that you'll see if you look at like sponsored by the all the exhibitions and stuff. You'll notice the same names that pop up. And what what do you think is different about the art world over here compared to say you know where you're from back mm. home? I mean, I know you weren't writing about art so much back then, but yeah, what do you think you've noticed the difference being? Well, I mean, I guess when I started uni here, it instantly felt like I was meeting people who were artists and who had exhibitions. Whereas yeah. in England, like, I don't think I ever met anybody who, you know, had an exhibition in a major gallery. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's just a lot smaller. It's a lot, you yes. get to meet people. and Well, it's also yeah. like living in Sydney or living on the Northern Beaches is like living on the outskirts of London, where you probably would meet those people. But I'm from the country in, mm. in Gloucestershire. You didn't meet anyone who did anything no. meet a celebrity. Like the celebrity oh, might, you have, might have. Oh, there might have been a local rugby player. There was yeah. no, you know I mean? never yeah. met anyone like that ever. Lots of farmers. No. Lots of farmers. And then yeah. I come to Sydney and like my husband's like, oh yeah, I know her. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I think that's why we're all obsessed with celebrities, the English, because you never, never met, met them. No. Well, and that is it. Like I'm exactly the same. Like, I grew up in the countryside, just outside of Birmingham. And it was like, you know, the famous people were the football players for like Birmingham yeah. City or something. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe one of like uh, Tony Ione used to come into the pub I worked at. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> that's like, that's as um, celebrity that's as, as it gets there. Yeah, I guess, but it is a much, um, there's more galleries in London, isn't there? That's the mm. thing for yeah, it's just the a, UK. a it's massive huge. fish, isn't yeah. it? And it's, yeah. and it's, but then that, that's, that's yeah. quite good for, especially emerging artists mm. in in a smaller pond you've got a lot more you can go and, yeah that's right mm. you can go and and especially um another side of it is for collectors too like people who want to start building their own um, art collection yeah you can actually do it quite easily you know you, you can mm. just if you see somebody who you know has got um certain you know ticks or whatever next to their name like certain exhibitions or you know media like you know being in magazines and you can get their work for a couple hundred dollars and then in five years, you know, it's a couple of thousand dollars. Like it's, I've seen yeah. it happen so many times that when I was a student, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd had yeah, money to <laughs> spend. Exactly. I should have bought it. Yeah, I get that so much. But I mean, that's always, uh, that's my joke. Like, I'm not sure if you know this on my Instagram, I've started doing like, this is my dream art collection. And um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how, whether art writers ever have enough money to buy art. So, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you've got to go small and emerging. Yeah, works, yeah. On, works on paper. I it, like, works like, on yeah, paper. start with that at least. Then yeah. you can. I don't know. It's hard though. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Australian cuts in the arts? Like, what do you think is going to be the future for you know graduate yeah. people starting uni and arts degrees? It's a bit tough. Mm, it is. I think I have. Um, like I, I know what I probably like how I feel about it is not maybe a popular opinion ooh, but I think ooh. that art the art industry does everything it can to feed out people 
And this is just another thing. Like I think for, yeah, I mean, and it sucks. Like it does suck because, but maybe we'll change the way that universities run. Maybe people won't have to go to uni. Like, you know, if you're determined and if you look at somebody's CV who's been to uni and go, okay, maybe I can go to the openings in next to the unis and go to all those and you'll meet the students there or you can have exhibitions at those um, like small little galleries that they're all doing. You know, it's like just being a bit, I think it will change things and Mm. make people more resilient and look for other avenues. Yes, exactly what Tony Masai was saying. Exactly. And we were talking about this this morning as well, Julie and I were saying that maybe, you know, it'll sort of force um, us back to how it used to be perhaps, you know, when things were bit more, more uh, organic and... A bit more bohemian. Yeah, a bit more bohemian. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. Bohemian. Wouldn't mm, it be great? Yeah. I think university is so stupid, like, and from the government too, because it's like, obviously at the moment they don't have international students. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's just so, so backwards. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know whether this is their reasoning, but I've got a feeling they're trying to put people off arts degrees mm. to force them into doing what they consider more practical. Well, they'll get taxes back from. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. So they don't yeah, want people, they want that people going to university will do, they want them to do science and. and yeah. Those. But, it, but it, that's fine. Just promote science. You don't have to cut off everyone else exactly. at the same time. Like if that's. Your or goal. make it an elite. This is what drives me mad is that you're, you're making uni elite because yeah. the fees so expensive that you can't afford. Yeah, you can't study and work. You you're charging people the same amount as law to do an arts degree. So therefore, yeah. you're putting people in debt. Oh, the whole thing stinks. Yeah, really and I I mean when I I did an article um, and I looked at the numbers of how many. Um, people the art industry hires over like sports which is so much promoted and we actually employ more people in the arts and raise more money in Australia like it's a bigger source of income than sports and I was like just blown away like you listen to Scott Morrison like what are you doing like he's a smart man like he would know that if I know that (laughs) I know there you go Emma that's clever you have given the facts and you know you've researched the facts but I'd like to go to Parliament House or Government House or whatever it's called and take away all the art, take away his Netflix, television, everything. and Or even like the buildings that are designed by architects exactly. and, you know, like the whole city of Canberra. Is- and Most then- of the Parliament have done arts degrees, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, so true. But I think in particular, fine arts is, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very expensive degree. It is. For them to go out and it's not like you've got a, a massive job list that you can just go into. No. So it's, it's a huge difference. Yeah. But hopefully, as you say, artists will find, as they always do, so yeah, a, they will find a, way a way around it and it will be mm. creative, which will be interesting. But anyway, we will see. We will see. Do you have specific times you work if you're working for yourself at home? Like you do a nine till five or a... Yeah, no, no. not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to, like I've tried to, you know, get up, do yoga, have breakfast, sit at my desk. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not tired reasonable, now. <laughs> no, I think it's just a creative thing. You've just got to do it when you're feeling when it. it works. That's true. Yeah. Are, you, are you a cafe tap, tap, tap writer or do you have your own... No. Yeah, I do it at home. I've got my own little space here and I've got like a big Mac computer. Which I have you? Oh, I love yeah. it. Like a big yeah, it's good. I, 
I got one, um, I think, yeah, over a, before the pandemic and it just changed my life. I was like, why was I working on a tiny laptop? So Yeah, definitely. Um, also, yeah. We went to a cafe the other day to do some work for the exhibition we've got coming up and um, mm. it was so exciting to we, both sit there with laptops and like we were doing work but it was so I've always wanted to sit in a cafe and look like I was doing work. I kept looking around going can everyone see? It was so <laughs> exciting. We were like two little girls like playing oh. we're, we're like doing office work. Yeah it was yeah Oh, that's pretty funny. It was. Wow. It was very silly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Emma, thank you so much for yes. talking to us. Yeah, thanks season. for having me. Oh, great to have great. a chat. Really interesting. Thank and I can't you. wait yeah. to read more of your articles. They are excellent. Yes, definitely. And if people yeah. want to contact you, we'll put your um, details in the show notes. Yeah. So, so you, you'll happily meet artists and uh, provide a service of writing statements and websites, yeah. website copy, that kind of stuff? Yeah, it? yeah. Right. And I do. I mean, I, I really enjoy it too. It's like a fun thing for me, almost. You know, I love well, being nosy. Yeah, customers. I was about to say, we're yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I think I'm sure like, you guys, you get that. Like, it's just so nice to listen to creative people. Like, they're just so interesting. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. No, it is. It's great fun. Another, they're always good stories. It's building the community. It's like-minded people. It's all about, you know, yeah. it's finding the sisters, brothers and the sisters. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> well, have a great day. Enjoy Thank you so thanks. much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. See ya. We'll see you at an exhibition soon. Yes, yeah, I'll come to your exhibition. Yay, yeah. It'll awesome. be exciting. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. See you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Take care.